This is Hope FM. Today my focus is on a wonderful organisation called Diverse Abilities. They work with children and adults with with profound physical and learning disabilities. And in fact, I think they're, they're one of the only organisations that work with both adults and children. But here to keep me on the straight and narrow is Karen Hay, who is the events coordinator for the organisation. Good morning to you, Karen. Good morning, Blair. Yeah, we've been dismal out there today. Oh my goodness, it's grey, windy <laughs> and cold. Now, did I, did I get it right there in my introduction diverse abilities many organizations work with children yes some work with us but very few organizations work with both diverse abilities do absolutely yes i mean we're we're dorset's disabled charity so we try and look after everybody Mm. so how how has things been for you because obviously these have been so challenging times Uh, well for everyone haven't they um as a charity, we've tried to keep going and all our services, we, we've kept going. So our advice line, people have been able to call and get advice during, um, obviously, COVID times. Um, the specialist school that we run at Langside, um, we've had that. We've had children still coming in to, to um, be educated as much as we can. Um, obviously, some of them, they are in a vulnerable category. So we've not been able to have them all in, but wherever we can, we've we've had that kept all the services open. So our residential for adults, our respite, everything we've kept going. But obviously, fundraising um, has been really difficult. And, um, and and of course, your your focus has been events, hasn't it? So well, as much as they can be, because obviously events has, has taken an absolute. Uh, hit you know no one's really been able to do anything so we've had to really think outside the box and think well what can we still do how can we still raise money what will people enjoy doing um so it's been a bit of a challenge i mean in 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 the few events that i have been to that you've run one of the things that's really struck me is the tremendous support that you get particularly from the families absolutely that you work with and of course you've got a strong volunteer base as well don't you oh um, when we as all charities do we rely on our volunteers and we've got a fantastic uh volunteer group um, we have a, a ladies group uh, called Helping Hands, who are, they're always so willing to help and absolutely up for anything, which is exactly what you want in a volunteer. And I guess that somebody, you know, who is either living with somebody who has got prefer, you know, profound difficulties uh, of one kind or another, be they children or, or into their adult years, you, the services that, that you provide must be a lifeline to those people in the sense that uh, that you know even for families it can be quite an isolating thing can't it to have to day in day out care for somebody who, who needs constant attention Blair you're, you're absolutely right and you've hit the nail on the head uh, these parents of these children do feel very isolated and even more so you know in times that we are so we absolutely provide the service that that they can call on they can ask for advice the kids uh, you know they have some time where they can do the shopping because these children are profoundly disabled and so they're 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 probably in wheelchairs all their lives they they do need a lot of care and obviously for the parents that's a huge challenge and a, and a huge um 
need for resources, you know, for themselves. And I guess the need for a respite, you know, a, Completely. a little bit. Now, I know, of course, that you guys put the emphasis on what people can do yes. rather than what they, they can't, can't do. They, and I guess that, that must, that blows, blows my mind as well because yeah. people can do, children, adults, they can do amazing things yeah. even though, of course, they themselves are struggling, you know, with their disabilities. Well, I mean, we have an ama- amazing sensory room. We have a hydro pool. And for these children, it is amazing to see them. If you are in a wheelchair uh, all your life, to be able to go in a hydro pool where you have a sense of freedom and weightlessness and the pressure off your back and your legs. So they come and they they can swim. We have a sensory room. We teach these children, even if they can't communicate in a normal way. They can feel. They can feel and they they communicate with their eyes, you know, and the the staff that we've got are so dedicated and they literally look at each child individually and just work out what they can do and how we can help them communicate and just have a quality of life, you know, which... um, you know they deserve and they they should have now you talked about about you, the precious volunteers and, mm. and the fact that you've got lots of them although i guess you can always do with more absolutely <laughs> uh, has it been really difficult for them i mean obviously we're sort of out of lockdown as it was now i guess the future is a wee bit uncertain and, yes. uh, and so on but d- did you have to stop volunteers from sort of coming to help in the normal way yes i mean obviously we ha- we do have to be very careful because these children and adults are, are in a vulnerable category so we've been absolutely sort of on it as far as making sure everybody's safe that the environment's safe and unfortunately what that's meant is access to the school has been very limited the volunteers are always ready and up for coming to help so wherever they can they have but obviously we've had to be very careful in, in what we've asked them to do now you you were telling me that you you took up your post in in january mm. of, of this year and of course as a good events manager you mapped out a year of amazing events. I did I went in full guns blazing thinking I'll put together the program of events for the year which I actually did and the best led plans of mice and men. Absolutely. And in this case, uh, Karen went out the window. They did. So they what did. sort of things had you, had things been normal? Yes. What sort of things had you got in mind? Well, we, I mean, we do all sorts of types of events. Um, and I'm very lucky as an event manager that I get to do lots of different events from sort of huge gala balls at the lighthouse to um, rugby lunches, to neon runs, uh, to dog jogs. So a a whole gambit of uh, different types of events. And and why we do that is obviously then we can try and appeal to everybody. So they're all for fundraising. I mean, obviously we need lots of money to run the charity. And they're fun events, all of those things. Yeah, definitely. How much money do you need to sort of keep the wheels turning? I mean, because obviously you'll get some grant support, but not enough to keep everything running. Well, in a normal year, it costs us £18,000 a day to run the charity so that's how and obviously our costs because of PPE and stuff have all increased so it's even more than that mm. now so we need a lot of money and you're right we do get some funding but a lot of what we 
we raise is we raise ourselves. So you had to sit down and think. Now, what can we do? Yes, within the restrictions. And of course, you're going to tell me in a moment about something which is really going to be fun. Yeah, uh, happening at the end of November. But yes. I guess people sign up now. Yes, please for it. But um, but what else have you been doing? Well, I've been. I, I was put on furlough. Obviously, I think most people were. The charity had to take some tough decisions about uh, trying to save some money. So um, a lot of the fundraising staff were put on furlough. I'm now back, yippee, and sort of with a vengeance. With a vengeance, <laughs> and just looking at what types of events can I do that we're not going to have to cancel if circumstances change, and what are people going to want to do? You know. Uh, and that's the thing. So there's three sort of events that I've been been working on and thinking about. One we're going to talk about in a minute. But um, I'm also in between Christmas and New Year going to do a jingle dog jog down sounds, at Sandbanks. That, that sounds fun. A jing- so will the dogs be dressed up? Yes, that's what we're hoping. We're hoping people will <laughs> stick uh, reindeer antlers on them and um, ears and uh, dress their dogs up. And hope that the weather's not rough. And keep our fingers <laughs> crossed that the weather's not rough. Uh, uh, but yeah, we thought and we thought we'd call it Paws on the Shores. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah. Paws on the Shores. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, of course, there's so many dog lovers around. Yeah. You know, my son's just got a new dog. He, yeah. and, he and his girlfriend, you know, the, the and uh, well, the dog takes over, doesn't it? Yeah. It what better. sort of dog is it? Um, he's a he's a, a golden retriever. Oh, lovely! Actually, he's not really a golden retriever, but of that ilk, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yellow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I forget because I've been asked several times, put on the spot, you know, and uh, so it is a it is a retriever, and, and he, it's a puppy, and, and he is golden. Yeah, but he's quite big. Is he? Because they shoot up, don't they? They do. They start off these adorable little puppies, yeah. very small, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're bigger than you. So you know? cute. But very loving, very yeah. very loving and great. An addition to the family. Absolutely. In fact, they were a bit naughty, really, because okay. they sent us a text saying, uh, "We've got good news for you because we're a new addition to the family." Oh, you got so, excited. My, wa- my wife certainly did. Well, yeah. Um, but, of course, it turned out to be Marley the dog. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Marley could be a potential for dressing up, you yeah. know, uh, in, his, in his Christmas gear. Yeah, bring him Christ- down. Christmas gear, yeah. Oh, he'll enjoy that. Yeah. So that was one event. You said there were three? Yeah. The other one, um, I'm talking to Reverend Ian at St. Peter's, and we would still love to do some sort of Christmas carol concert. Now, obviously, it's challenging as to what we can do and um, we can have singers but we're not allowed to join in we can have readings uh, we can have social distancing within the church had you thought of using radio well, that's a good idea. I hadn't, but now you've mentioned it. And you see, you could get people to, we could give you a time. We're very happy to do that. Okay. And uh, you could get people to pick their favourite carols or yes. readings or whatever and yes. maybe donate to the charity. So yes. uh, something of that nature. Well, that can, is a brilliant idea. And they can sing to their heart's content. At home. Absolutely. It might be in the shower <laughs> or in the car <laughs> or whatever, you know. <laughs> But everybody loves carols, don't they? Yeah. You know, Christmas is such a a wonderful time. And just to be able to, I think, put on some sort of service that people could attend in their bubbles, 
But as you say, maybe enjoy. And of it course, home they, as well. they can still do that in their home. So, yes. so if if they if they create it in the same way you're going to do for this new event that we're going to be talking about, yeah. you could have the same thing. You could have a mince pies and whatever. Yes. Gather around the radio or the computer or whatever. Yes. And we could have fun. Sing some carols. Sing some carols. Have some fun. You yeah. know, do some Bible readings or yes. whatever you. I mean, in fact, essentially do the whole thing, but do it. You know, over. I only thought of that. Well, that's a brilliant idea. You see, I'm, I'm, um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm very badly affected by Christmas. Are you? Uh, yes, uh, in in a positive way. Oh, that's. I good. get Christmasitis, and I've been told I'm not allowed to play anything Christmas this side of Chris, of December. You know. So when will you start playing your Christmas songs? Well, the ra- the whole radio station goes Christmas Christmas radio. Right. So we start to playing back to back Christmas music oh, for about three or four weeks before Christmas Day. Oh. So then everything goes all Christmassy, you know. Yes. And Blair goes Christmassy. Ian dr- dresses me up in tinsel. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> and I put fairy lights on him, you know. So. I, do you know, I can see you as Father Christmas. <laughs> well, I have done Father Christmas, actually, I, this last f- few years, you know, I, on Southbourne Green, I you know, Grove, imagine. you know. And, you uh, no, I'm, I've, I've, I've just loved, I mean, I suppose Christmas, you either love it or you, you don't like it, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm a lover of Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, there's And a I'm, I'm hoping my family will be able to come down from Norfolk. Mm. So fingers crossed. So it's not often we do creative thinking live on the radio. That's true. So there we are. So uh, you guys listening, now, I'm sure you can come up with fantastic ideas. So bring let, them on. Let's have it. Um, now, of course, the latest event, the one that you're currently working on, now, I, I particularly like this because it involves... Food. It does. But, but we're not going to be gathering for a big banquet. What are we going to be doing? Well, I mentioned the gala ball. And, and so every year we have this huge gala ball down at the lighthouse. And usually it's about 450 So people. we're all in our dickies. We're all in our dicky bows and our posh frocks. Yes. And um, so we've done that every year. And people love it. And people look forward to it. And they book to come again next year very early. So we had to sit down and think, well, what can we do? That's not a gala ball, but will be something that similar. people can enjoy. Something yeah. similar, exactly. So we, we, we've come up with an idea called Come Dine With Us. And what we're going to do is we're going to deliver to your house a three-course gourmet meal. And the caterers out up at um, Parley Manor have put together a fantastic So there's no cooking menu. involved? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to deliver it to you cooked... So you and just heat all it up? you have to do, it will be in an oven-proof dish and you just pop it in the oven and cook it for whatever time you want to eat. So it's the 28th of November, starts at, at 7, so we will have a start time, although we'll be delivering your food. I've not looked that up. Is that a Saturday? That's a Saturday, exactly. And I was going to just tell you about the menu because um, they've come up with a fantastic menu, but... The starter is a Tim Bale of salmon. Now, I watch MasterChef and I've never heard of a Tim Bale. Hmm. So I didn't know if your listeners, listeners might know what a Tim Bale is. Personally, I, haven't, I like salmon, but I haven't yes, got a clue well, what a Tim Bale is. smoked salmon with flaked poached salmon. I'll get, in, I'll get in to look it up. Yes, get in to look it up. Good yeah. idea. Um, so, yes, we're going to be delivering that uh, with a cocktail. Um, and uh, the cocktail is... is coming to us from Dark Bear, who are um, two uh, men over at Bridport. So we've ordered a Bridport dagger. 
Oh. And that's going to be your cocktail. And it'll be delivered in a can, so you won't have to do all the... Uh, the mixing but it's gin and cassis and some balsamic in there so um a lovely cocktail you know you've got my gastro juices running already oh i'm pleased about that Mm. and then we're going to do things like deliver some online content as well so people will be able to we'll do a music list for people a suggested music list some suggested wines and then we've got a huge auction uh, an online auction. So they buy an envelope, don't they? Or they can buy they an can envelope. They can buy a lucky envelope as well, and there'll be lucky prizes. But also, we're going to have a, a live auction. So um, so we'll have lots of different auction lots. I think we're going to have a cocktail masterclass, so people can learn to do their <laughs> own cocktails. And um, there'll be a, a presentation from our um, chief executive to tell people what the charity's been doing. Um, and you'll be able to just click on that. So everything will be done via Zoom. And um, you can sit at home, put your dicky bow on at home and hopefully invite some friends. Because what we'd like is for six people to sit around the table. And will the meal be for six? The, the me- you b- book uh, a ticket, so, however many tickets you so want. So you can book from one up to, uh, I guess, six up is going to be our maximum at the moment. Yeah. Unless and, and things change. I will be probably delivering the meals as well because we're going to hire a refrigerated van and be delivering all over Dorset. So you could have a mince pie when you arrive, couldn't uh, you? Yes. The only yes. trouble is you'd have to be doing a, a contract with a, with a gym or something afterwards. <laughs> 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 In fact, after that meal, we'll all have to be contacting with the gym, wouldn't you? I know. I'm a bit of a tennis player, so mm. as another set on each game of tennis. Now, the most important thing, of course, you have neglected. Oh, what's that? The, the dessert. Oh, the dessert. Banoffee pie. Oh. Banoffee pie. Ian, did you find out what the, the, the tin is? Uh, basically, it's like a baked salmon with vegetables and things together, that sort of thing, yeah, as a starter. So it's not a huge, no. yeah, it's a taster to get you the, those juices going ready for the main course. And not to say, not to say the least, the banoffee pie for dessert. And it's I going love to banoffee be s- pie. served with butterscotch sauce oh. and mm. some salted caramel chips. Salted caramel chips. That's different. <laughs> Actually, you're absolutely right, I think. Looking at the description of the, the Tembiel. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly it. Mm. So, how much is all of this going to cost per person then? Well, we're, we've, we think we've priced it. Obviously, this is a fundraising event, so yes. we want to make a little bit of money. So from it's each going to ticket. be a little bit more than maybe you would pay if you were going to a restaurant, but yes, it's so going it's to support fi- the work of the charity. Fifty pounds a ticket, and for that you'll get your cocktail, you'll get the gourmet three-course uh, meal, and it'll even come with the garnishes. So if you wanted to even pretend that you'd cooked it yourself. We're even going to bring uh, sort of. Would we do such currency. a thing? No, exactly. Yeah, if I went to your house, would you be pretending that you'd cook the meal yourself? Oh, of course, absolutely. <laughs> he probably yes. would. He's a, it's the tinfoil that gives so, it I away, th- though. It, yes, <laughs> but I think that it's the garnish that makes it look very special, doesn't it? So it'll even come with little garnishes and rosemary, and so you can make it look fabulous. Mm. So how do people sign up? Do they go to your website? They do indeed. That's the easiest way and the best way. So that's so diverseabilities.org? Diverseabilities, exactly. And then if they search on Come Dine With Us, they can find all the information. Oh, now, have you got anybody signed up yet? Yes, we have. Yes, I'm, I'm already sort of plotting my delivery route. 
Now, of course, the thing is that if you had been at the lighthouse, how many people would you normally have had at the gala ball? Well, we we had up to 450 people. Last year, we had 450 people. So, so, I, so I guess with this, the numbers would be unlimited. It is totally unlimited. So we're really hoping that, that it'll inspire people to just do something a bit different to help the charity. Uh, a night out with your... Well, a night in with your friends. Come <laughs> dine with us. Um a night in with your friends but something a little bit special so you can dress up and and make it special pay some dinner games uh so invite your friends around and of course it'll be just at the beginning of the festive season yes, won't it 28 round yes. about uh, thanksgiving wouldn't yes it? that's true actually thanksgiving in look up thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> it's just as well he's here you know it is, I, isn't I it? think i know what thanksgiving is no yes. the date the date for, date for oh, thanksgiving no, i have no yes. idea for the actual date. american, american thanksgiving it's really, the american it? thanksgiving yes. Yes. but that's a good time for turkeys yes <laughs> exactly exactly i think um yes yeah now do you, ha- do you have a, a a target fundraising target we don't uh i mean it's so difficult to put targets and uh you know it, it we're just trying to do the best we can to raise as much money as we can um, in the best way we can and, and for people to enjoy it as well and for people to remember diverse abilities. Um, you know, we we are still out there and we still do need to fundraise. He's got the date now. Has yeah, he? 26th Has of November, oh, Thursday. Very close. Very close. Yes. So there you are. Yeah. So, so our, to our American cousins, you yes. know, they could they could be celebrating Thanksgiving and the Pilgrim Fathers and all of that as well, couldn't they? Yes. Yeah. But no turkey. No turkey. <laughs> no. no. We are, I'm sure there'll be plenty in December. So I think you're, you're going to be quite busy between now and, um, and and Christmas. And then over Christmas itself. So obviously yet to see, see what's going to happen with the carol thing. Yes. But I have got a date, a date booked for the carol service, which we had in, which I put in in January. So the 16th of December. So, as I said, working with Reverend Ian to see what we might be able to do, and it would be a good thing to do. And then the Jingle Dog Jog is going to be between Christmas and New Year, so the 28th of December, that, which is that, the Bank Holiday Monday. So everybody will want to, as you said, get get rid of that little bit of tummy that we've all learnt. And get out there into the fresh air, yes. you know, and whatever. Well, yes. Karen, it's fantastic. It's been great to have you. Uh, oh, uh, thank you, Blair. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.